Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we give you all of the praise. We give you all of the honor, all of the glory. Hallelujah. You keep doing it for us over and over and over again. You keep blessing us. You keep healing us. You keep showing up when we come together. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What a testimony. What a song. What a song. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amen. It makes me mad when I'm around people like him that God just gives songs and he puts music to it. What beautiful. What an inspiration today. What an inspiration. Amen. Amen. That's just, just give him praise again. Hallelujah. I don't know if I can do this or not. I always try to get you out here at a at a decent time. I always respect your your time and but I haven't challenged to do this in 30 minutes. It'll be 12 o'clock, and that'll be kind of the normal time, but I'm not going to promise you anything. In fact, I have all kind of second thoughts sitting there while he was testifying and asked to even try to do this, but I believe this is going to fit in. It won't flow as good as I would like for it to, but I believe God's going to help. This is going to fit into even what he's, he's talking about and singing about here. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 13 through 15, Hebrews chapter 6, if you'd like to turn there, amen, verse 13 through 15, amen, I want to talk about a subject that's just kind of almost seems like that it's a subject that should just leave out faith, but it's not true at all, amen. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Oh, what a powerful saying, powerful scriptures. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. Verse 15, hallelujah. And so after he had patiently endured, everybody say with me, endured, hallelujah. After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I want to speak to us about endurance. Just one word title today, endurance. Amen. I love it. I love it when the doors of heaven burst open and the power and the presence of God flows in and rushes in and lifts me up and takes care of all of my situations and all of my needs and I'm on my feet giving praise and glory to God for all that he's doing and amen but but unfortunately that's not how it always happens if we're going to stay scriptural and if we're going to stay biblical amen unfortunately we're going to just have to endure some things go through some things be tested God's going to just see what we're made of he might wait to show up later Amen. That's what I want to talk about today. Amen. Why don't you shake hands with your neighbor, smile at him. Amen. Thank you again, Brother Jeremy. Awesome. I never heard that song, did I? Bless you. Awesome. I could just stop and just weep with you a little while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
All right. Endurance. Everybody say endurance. We all need a little of that. And sometimes we need a, a double dose of endurance. Why? Because things are just not coming together. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Things are just not going as planned. My blood pressure's up. Probably everything else, you know, is up. Cholesterol and who knows, you know, just because, amen, it's just not happening like I had it all planned out. I'm sorry to tell us that many modern day Christians are oriented, amen, to a pattern of thought that with enough faith, we find supernatural escape from all of our hardships and all of our bad situations. It, it, can, I, can I just get an amen there? Is that kind of the tone that we're getting? Nobody just comes out and, and preaches it like that, but, but that's what we're getting from it. If you just, in fact, if you're going through it, and if you're not being healed right now, and if you're, if you're not shouting on the rooftops right now, then you must, there must be something wrong. You either don't have enough faith, or you're not living right, or this or that. Our society has developed a whole generation of legal and illegal pill poppers. Why? We're trying to rid ourselves of the slightest nervousness, the slightest depression, or the least little bit of pain. We've got a pill for that because we don't want any of that around. We're just gonna take care of it ourselves. Amen. That kind of concept is wrong for the church. I said that is wrong for the, that's wrong thinking for the church. We need to face facts and realities. Living for God involves enduring some things. You got to get that. It involves endurance. You have to go through some things. Amen. There's some fiery furnaces once in a while. Now, God promised to be with us. There was a fourth man in that fiery furnace. Amen. This powerful God, if he's so powerful and he is, why didn't he just keep them out of the fiery? No, no, no. He, he let them go in. He just went with them. I'm not going to just move the river out of the way. You're going to go through it, but I'll go through the water and make sure it doesn't overcome you. That was the promise. So we're going through some things. We're going to endure some things. Hallelujah. Amen. Please don't misunderstand me. I am not telling you to sit down and expect nothing from God. I am encouraging you to accept God's promises and believe him for great things, but don't lose your balance. Amen. We have to walk circumspectly before God. We have to walk straight while looking around. Amen. And sometimes that straight walk goes right through some troublesome times and some situations in our lives. But don't give up on God. Don't lose your faith in his promises. Amen. Listen, if he never heals me again, I'm still going to preach that he is the healer of all sicknesses and all diseases. Had an awesome prayer here Thursday night. Thursday night, we prayed for all of us. Amen, if you missed it, amen, I, I can't bring that back to you. Amen, just powerful, powerful prayer. Amen, Sister Susie Carr was prayed for here. Amen, right here. I had this little, 
Kim, I had this little feeling, man, while we were praying. I know how this thing works, and we all prayed, and I did get to lay hands on a few people, amen, but I had this little quick thought that popped in my mind, and the enemy works through our thought patterns, and if, he, and if you allow it, I believe that our, our fears and our worries and being upset, it will bring the enemy right to you. Wasn't that Job that said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me? It was proof that he was worried about some things. Right here, a little quick thought came to my mind. Well, you know how it is when you pray for folks and they get healed. Guess what? You get sick. You start hurting all over. Amen. Amen. About Friday night, I'd already had supper. I already ate, and I knew I knew God speak to me in several different ways. But but uh, my wife brought some leftovers back from the from the shower, and they had a couple of pieces of cheese in there. And it was late, and I knew I shouldn't have that. I was already full anyway, but it looked so enticing. I just ate those two pieces of cheese, and I couldn't go to bed that night. Pain hit me across here, all the way to my back. My wife and I we both diagnosed it as being gallbladder. I don't know what it was. Amen. It might have been that, but the devil was you using it, whatever it was. No sleep all night, Friday night, amen, and all morning, Saturday morning, Brother Thompson came by, and I said, Brother Thompson, pray for me, I'm in pain. If I don't get some relief, I'm calling the doctor, amen. I gave myself till noon. It was about a quarter till when the pain started subsiding. About 30 minutes or 40, 30 or 40 minutes after you prayed for me, amen. But, but Friend, listen, listen, there's some endurance. I knew what the enemy could do and I was believing it. Amen. My faith in the enemy just brought him right in there. That's my take. It could be whatever you, you, wanna, you want it to be for you. But to me, I left the door open. He put the thought in there and I accepted it because that is the way it happens. We've preached healing services before and right in the middle of while God is healing and delivering people from sickness, amen, a pain. It don't wait till after church. It doesn't wait till the next night. Amen, the pain catch me somewhere in my body and I know that it's spiritual. And it just made the little trip right over from spiritual into my flesh, into a reality Amen. But we have to be willing to go through whatever it takes. That's the key right here. Amen. Listen, prayer and research of God's word will give you the answer to whether your situation is to be endured or whether deliverance will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just accept truth and reality. Some things must be endured. Whichever God chooses to do, accept his will and serve him with joy. Amen. Learn how to shout and give praise and honor to God if you get your healing or if you don't get your healing. If you get that financial blessing, we'll just all shout together. Amen. But if you don't get the financial blessing and your rich uncle don't die, And you don't hit the lottery. It'd be hard for me to hit it. You have to play it to hit it. We'll just shout anyway. We'll just give praise. Amen. And talk about the joy of the Lord. Amen. And what God's able to do and what he can do. Amen. But we are in his will and he'll give us whatever we need. Hallelujah. God's promises 
to those with faith are many. Oh, and how beautiful to see the hand of God opening impossible doors. Every one of his promises are true. Amen. They are yea and amen. Yet the same faith, this is what we got to get here. The same faith that brings deliverance also enables us to endure when deliverance is not given. Amen. Some folks think faith, the only thing you use faith for is to move mountains and cross red seas and, you know, and stop the sun from shining and whatever. You know, no, that's no. No, faith, real faith, amen, and trust in God will keep you when you don't get your miracle. Now, now again, I'm, I'm, I'm on a balancing act here, amen, because I don't want somebody to take this and say, well, maybe he's preaching to me. No, I want you to continue to believe that healing is for you and deliverance is for you and help is on the way, amen. But before that gets there, amen, God's gonna get this message and this blessing across to somebody that needs it, maybe you or maybe a brother or a sister or a child, amen. Well, who knows what God's up to? And so you are in God's hands, and you simply have to be willing to go through whatever it is to let God speak to whoever he wants to. You said it, you said it a while ago, Brother Jeremy. Amen. God's talking to people and trying to get some things across. And so he's not just dealing with us, he's dealing with others too. Endurance is a Bible teaching. It's a doctrine. Amen. We can't overlook this. Amen. It's the same as deliverance is. But we in Pentecost, amen, our faith believes that we're just only a deliverance people. No, 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 no. No, we're going through the valley of the shadow of death. For I will fear no evil. Amen. Because God's with me in this valley. That's what we're preaching here today. I don't want to go through it, but if I have to, I'll go through it and I'll be a believer when I come out on the other side. Endure comes from a Greek word, hupomino, and I probably mispronounced that, which means to stay under. It means to remain, to undergo, to bear trials, have fortitude, persevere, and undergo hardships. Webster's Dictionary says it means to stand, bear, undergo, it means to put up with. Anybody feel like you've just been putting up with stuff? I've been putting up with this. I'm tired of putting, no, no, no. No, just tolerate some things and to hold out. Amen. You can do what you want to. You know, you know what? Do you ever get in just a real fight with the enemy? And you know it's a fight with the devil? I mean, it gets serious. It gets, I mean, it gets bad. I went to a funeral and uh, I saw a preacher get up. His son had just, got, just died of cancer. Son coming on to take the church. Here this son, talented. And I heard the preacher get up. Boy, you talk about a refreshing message. My wife and I sat there. We traveled a good ways to get there. Amen. And uh, he said, devil, is that all you got? You know, you see people when their loved ones die, they wonder how, why, why a God, a loving God can do that to them and always questioning God. Why this and why that? Listen, this man had a grip on God. He had a relationship with God. 
Nothing was going to shake him from that relationship. And the enemy knew that, took his son. Amen. And here he's standing and says, is that all you got, devil? That boy was saved. Amen. He's gone. Amen. To streets of gold, walls of jasper. Amen. Thank you, enemy. Thank you. You took him on. Amen. I'll meet him again one day. Amen. You're not getting me. If the devil kills us, that doesn't mean he's got us. He can do whatever he wants to to the flesh. But see, that's we're so flesh and so carnal, human oriented that everything that happens, that's why the people said, who sinned, this man or his, or his parents? We're always looking for somebody to pin it on, some reason, some call, uh-uh, no, amen. It's just life. People get sick and what's it gonna do to you? How are you going to handle it? How are you going to respond to it? There are going to be situations that come up. Listen, we just need plain. Somebody said, we need a move of God. Yeah, we do need. We always need a move of God. Let me tell you what. What else we need? We just need some plain old spirit of endurance. We want good things to happen to this church, and we believe they will. But in the meantime, there's going to be some hardships. There's going to be some trouble. There's going to be some financial woes. It always has been. Amen. It's just not starting with us. It's always been. People have to go through things. But let me just promise you something, devil. Amen. In the meantime, we're going to be serving God. Amen. Amen. We come in contact with him. He's our friend that sticks closer than a brother. We're going to hold on to him. He's our best friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was faith that caused me to make my way down to a Pentecostal altar and receive God's Holy Spirit many, many years ago. I have continued to preach faith as the foundation of any move of God, large or small. Amen. Don't think that I'm not preaching faith today because I'm saying that we will have to endure some hardship. Don't think that. We're not, we're not giving in to just the hardships. In between those hardships, amen, and even during those hardships, we're going to be having revival around here. We're going to have some things happening in the Holy Ghost here. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so you know, listen, how we hear things, how, how, you know, how we hear things determines what they do to us. Things, things, words cause things to happen to you. If you let them in, you hear them right. So, so you need to make sure you hear this right. Someone said it takes faith to receive a miracle. And they would be right in saying that. Amen. Amen. But, but it also takes faith to keep a good spirit when you've been treated bad and you don't get what you want. That's what God's looking for. Anybody can smile with a lot of money in their pocket. Anybody can smile when everything goes right. I told somebody, I said, you know, I know that this pain hit me and I know it's my, my diet's been terrible and, you know, fat, fat food and, and, you know, just wrong eating and, and you get to hurting bad enough, I'm thinking I can drink water and I don't hurt. And I thought, you know, I'd take a, if, if it stopped that, I'd just take a straight water diet. That's how bad I was, I mean, <laughs> anybody ever had pain like that? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I'll just... Man, I'll just do whatever. I'll just drink this water. 
I didn't eat any all day yesterday. I finally ate a little bit of soup yesterday. Little soup, little, little French onion soup. That had some good flavor. Oh, it was the best stuff. It was like I was eating a steak. And I was a little leery about that. I'm like, well, just take a little bit of this. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to do right. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, folks. You let the pressures of this world get on you. Let, the, let Satan get on your case. You get to hurting. You get in a bad enough situation. And you'll promise God all kind of things. Let's try to remember that. You know, it's like a, a woman having a child. Scripture talks about this. You know, all the pain. You know, it, it, I, I put it in my own words. It's like, man, I'm not going to do this anymore. Man, we're going to, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even see my husband. I hate him, you know. But, you know, that same woman get through all that horrible pain, that beautiful child. Look what we got. A little while, you know. You know, like, we want another one. <laughs> you get right back, oh, my God, why did I do this? <laughs> That's part of being human. That's part of our nature. Hallelujah. Amen. But it takes faith, amen, to keep a good spirit when things are painful and ugly. It takes faith not to give up on the church when you see so much wrong in the church. I talked about it a little bit today in leadership in our early, early service. Uh, listen, some people never learn this. They're just looking for that perfect church. They just Listen, it, it doesn't exist, folks. They're looking for the perfect pastor, perfect everybody. You know, and there's folks who come in and, they, and, and they're, looking, they're looking around. They, listen, that's not what you do when you come to church. You come to church, amen, to make that connection, amen, with God Almighty, amen. Didn't the Bible say mark that perfect man? Listen, no, there's no perfect man. Father's Day, you know, is coming up. You know, and, and we're to be honored, and, I, and, and, and we ought to, the men, ought to be honored and blessed, amen, for doing what they do, amen. But there's no perfect men in this church, in this world, amen. So, so stop looking around for that perfect superhero that's a Christian that's got everything together. I mean, from the pulpit to, to the back. The enemy tricks us and our flesh does that to us. And so we're in search of that somewhere. And our hero preacher and our hero church that has it all. Listen, they got trouble, folks. Just like we do. Hallelujah. Because we're stuck in this human body. And we're struggling and we're battling. Just like Paul said, there's a war going on in my members and I would do good. I, 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 I don't do that. Those things I want to do, I don't do. And those things I don't want to do, I do. So here we are. But God chose to meet us here. God chose to come here every time we come here. In fact, you can show up when nobody's here, but just you and you'll feel his presence here. Hallelujah. Never seen an angel in my life that I know of, but I felt the presence of angels in this place. Amen. With folks here and without folks here. God, listen, in spite of our mess-ups, in spite of our carnality, in spite of our continuously doing things wrong, amen, and making mistakes, God still shows up. What else do we need, people? Amen. What else do we need other than God? Listen, he's all you need. Amen. If God's here, that's where I want to be. Amen. I want to be wherever he is. Hallelujah. So I just won't pay much attention to you. I'll pay most attention to him. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It takes faith when hell itself is about to break down your door with sickness and trouble and persecution to believe that God is merciful in the midst of all of that. In spite of it. Amen. And he's good. And he cares. Well, why is he not? Well, that's his business. And especially when we see others being blessed. David said, my foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. You know what he was doing wrong? He was looking in the wrong place. Get the magnifying glass off of other people. And again, you keep your eyes on Jesus. My friend, God is fair no matter what anybody says. He is equitable. He'll do you right. Amen. He will do what is right. Amen. He won't lead you wrong. He sends rain, the Bible said, on the just as well as on the unjust. Amen. But 2 Timothy 3, amen, verses 11 and 12, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I in, what's this? There's that word, I endured. Amen. But out of them all the Lord delivered me, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. I told you it was a doctrine. It's a Bible teaching. Amen. It's in there. Amen. So sometimes we just have to, have to persevere. Amen. Second Timothy 4 and 5, Paul encouraged Timothy, a young minister, and I'm hurrying. Amen. I'm going to get done in time, y'all. Amen. Can I get some help up here? We'll start ending right now. Amen. He encouraged Timothy Timothy, a, a young minister, to endure afflictions. Part of it, just threw it into the Word. Here's what you're going to have to do. You're just going to have to square your shoulders, lift your chin up just a little bit higher, stand a little taller. Yeah, but I'm going to, no, no, here's what you have to do. You've got to go through, you have to endure, amen, afflictions. Psalms 34 and 19, our afflictions are many, but they are working for us. Amen. According to Romans 8, 18, they are working for us. Amen. Amen. And exceeding, more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. There's something beneficial about these afflictions that we go. So, so what do you do? You just go through them. Moses chose. I'm just throwing a few scriptures out. He made a choice to suffer the afflictions with the people of God over the pleasures of sin for a season. Hebrews 11, 25. He went ahead even before he started. You know, this would be bad for people and they're all over just looking for just pie in the sky just every day. Just wonderful. I'm a Christian now and it's just all wonderful. Let me just tell you, it's not all wonderful. Still have trouble, still have hardships. Still have struggles. Amen. You still have physical sickness and pain. Hallelujah. So just go ahead and decide now. Hallelujah. He's my friend. Promised to never leave me. Now, now that's a friend, folks. That's a friend. It, it's only in my, since I've become a little older, that I've uh, began to cherish friends. Uh, more than ever. It seemed in my, even in my 30s and even 40s, we had folks who would kind of disagree and, and then you wouldn't see them anymore. They would just walk away from you. I'm like, I thought, I thought, they, were our, I thought they were our friends. I, I discovered this, that there are, when you began to, you, 
you know, you're not, I'm kind of like Chad said, I'm, I'm, when I hit 40, Chad just had a great time. He was, he was just a teen, a young teenager, 12 or 13. And, you know, it was just funny to him. I get, he, he, he says it was the expression that was on my face. <laughs> All my other birthdays was no big deal. But he said, I said, I, I couldn't see the humor, you know. And he said, I could tell. I could just see. And it was just funny. He just looked at me and just laughed on my 40th birthday. And I just said, I said, I'm not, I'm not over the hill. And he said, no, no, you're not. But he said, you can see the other side from where you are. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, I've always remembered that. You know, your kids, your kids can say and teach you a whole lot of stuff. So, so when you get to a certain age, you begin to see things different from what you used to see. And so I, I make it a point, Brother Green, to, to, to contact by phone, text message, you know, I, I, on a regular basis, people that are old with me that I've been knowing for a lot of years. Do you agree with everything? No, no. But, but your friendship, your relationship, is usually more important and of more value than the issue. You know, I'm friends with David Smith. He's still young. I'm, I'm friends with David Smith. And, and he was here for years, and I don't have to explain to you, David, you either just love David or you, you can't stand him. Just one or the other. You know, he's just one of those kind, kind of guys that sees to it that there's just no kind of middle ground. You know, it's just like his mission to make you mad at him. Well, it always just kind of struck me funny. You know, he, he says just crazy, mean stuff to me, and I just laugh at him. Like, you have no authority over me. You have no power over me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> but there's people, and I'll say this, and I don't care what you do with this CD if it goes somewhere. There's people that he doesn't fellowship with. He don't like them too much doctrinal difference and there's probably people who don't like him wouldn't have him preach for them for nothing but I'm not allowing that to keep me from being a friend to David Smith or the other the person who doesn't like him what, what I'm saying is this you can don't let your friends dictate who your other friends are Oh, I'm on, they don't like them, so I'm not. No, no, they're going to be my friends. I'm going to go see about them. I, I, I told about it. I, this wasn't my intended ending, but I, uh, I've said this here before. Donna, you'll remember it. <laughs> Sorry for telling the same stories over. But, it, but things that just touched me, just moved me. In my early 30s, I left Brother Nugent and... He probably influenced me more than any man other than my own daddy. Uh, don't, nobody influenced me as much as him. Nobody influenced this ministry that God gave me as much as he has. We kind of parted ways. No, no ugly words, no fuss, no fight. But I, I, I think it was probably a natural thing. I was just trying to grow up, and I was always, you know, his assistant, and I, I just submitted to him no matter what. I just did that. No fuss, no fight, open or anything, but there was just a little pulling apart. And then there was years and years of no, not much contact. I'd still see him at general conference in various places, and we'd hug necks and maybe have lunch together, but there was a, there was a wide gap 
I'm going to tell you, there was, a, there was a guy that came to me and told me, he said, yeah, I was down at the Louisiana camp meeting, and you know, they all gather in, and, and then there's outside before they go in church, and there was a conversation. Somebody said, somebody said, hey, Brother Nugent, Brother Curry left you, didn't he? But I never forgot those words that he said. Never forgot them. If you think words won't move you, they will if they're spoken right. He said, yeah. And he mentioned Howington. Oh, Curry and Howington left you. And they did. We both did. We had works to do. We had a calling on our life. Didn't intend to, but it just happened. Oh, Nugent, I'm going to tell you, he's, he's got a way, though. He said, oh, yeah, they did. But he said, if I needed them, if I needed them, they'd come. Doris, it hit me right in the heart. If I needed them, they'd come. That's what a friend does. You need to get you some friends. Make a commitment to them, like you do your wife or your husband. No matter what happens, I'm going to come see about you. Hallelujah. He got sick a while back. Had brain surgery. He didn't want anybody else there. People offering to come stay with him. And he told me, he said, I just, I didn't want them here. But he said, I, I want you to come. I stayed about three days with him. He was out of the hospital by that time. Had great conversations. I'm so glad I've got friends. Amen. But he that hath friends must first show himself friendly. Hallelujah. And some of these hardships and some of this stuff we have to endure I can see now. I won't talk about it. Amen. I don't have time to go into it. But I promise you. Amen. It'll cause you to start thinking about who your friends are. Amen. Because there's going to come a time. You might be independent. You might be healthy. You have it all together. There may come a time when you need a friend. Amen. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. My prayer is that we don't become hard and lose our tenderness in our time of testing. You're going to go through it. Continue to believe in the church. Trust that it's the only way through and out of all this. We just have to remember God's coming back not to get me and not to get you, but He's coming back after us. Remember that. Hallelujah. Oh, God's going to, no, He's not coming after you. He's coming back after his church. It's the collective body of believers that he promised to rescue out of this world. There's a rapid change taking place in our world today and the change is away from faith in God and a lifestyle of worship. It just shocks me to see how quickly our world is changing. Some of us remember a time when a man and a woman walked in with two children. I'm not picking on anybody. I know the world does. We're not exempt from it. The world does its work on all of us. We're all affected by it. When you see a man back, I remember when you, Brother Green, you, a man and woman walk in the church, you, you know, with two or three kids, and you could say there's a man and his wife and their kids. Not anymore. You'd be correct if you said that, but, but, but not anymore. Now it could be any number of things. First, they may not be married. They may not be, may not be a husband and wife. Second, they may both be men or women. 
We're talking about we're talking about something that's not weird now. Something that's accepted and honored by our society. It's not honored in the word of the Lord, though. That, that, that's where the rub comes in. And the third thing, no telling whose kids they are. That's what the world has done and is doing to our society. Paul told Timothy the time will come when men will not tolerate sound doctrine. We had somebody wasn't married, and we said, y'all never plan on getting married. And the guy said, it's just a piece of paper. That's how the world looks at it. It's not just a piece of paper. Hallelujah. Men of God's gonna be praying over you. You'll have hands laid on you next week. Amen. It'll be a, it'll be a thing of God that'll happen to you and in you, and you two will become one. It's more, but the world don't see that anymore. Amen. That's the world we're dealing with. Amen. And so he said they won't endure. They won't, one terminology, one one writer says that they won't put up with strong doctrine. They will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. He went on to say they will turn away from the truth and be turned unto fables. I hope there's a strong spirit of endurance that gets a hold of this church. And here's, I'm gonna close with this. Amen. It's gonna be, oh, we're gonna pray and believe God for a wave of the Holy Ghost like has never happened Amen. In this place, in this countryside, we're going to believe God for miracles every way we turn, power packed. But in the meantime, all that we have to endure, we'll endure because we're not quitting. We're not giving up. We're not going to stop. Amen. Here I am, God, and I'm going to do it one more time like I used to do it. Here I am, God. Amen. You can depend on me. The devil knew what he wants to. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Come on, let's clap our hands to him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's what I want us to do right now. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to reach over, if it's appropriate to somebody near you. It's weird, kind of odd prayer. But I want to pray a spirit of endurance on my brother or on my sister. Whatever they have to go through, Lord, I want you to make sure that they know that they can make it through this. It's not the end. The enemy's not gonna win. Amen. Our children are not gonna be lost. The devil can't have them. Amen. So right now, I'm releasing this in Jesus' name. A spirit of endurance. A spirit of toughness. Amen. I'm gonna stand my ground. Got the truth. Help us, God. Hallelujah. We're depending on you, God. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. Come on, release that prayer of faith. Can't go back. Can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came. Lord, I won't go back. That's it, you're gonna make it. That's it, you're gonna make it. Oh, I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came. 
Lord, I won't go back. Go back. Can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel his presence. I feel his presence. Come on, y'all sing it. Let's give him praise. Come on, let's give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Free, I've been delivered. I found joy. I found so much peace. I found grace and favor. Oh, and right now, today, I've been changed. I've been changed. I have waited for this moment to come, and I won't let it pass me by. I said I won't go back, can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and 